The Off The Ball Podcast Network. Hey, it's Jamie Moore here on the Off The Ball League of Ireland podcast from FAI HQ in Abbottstown. Here with Mark Scanlon, the National Coordinator for uh, Schools and Third Level Football here in Ireland. And last week, the launch of the uh, new season. And here at Abbottstown, a number of League of Ireland players and coaches involved with all of the third level colleges across the country too. And uh, Mark's going to give us an overview of the importance of college education-wise and sport-wise in the League of Ireland players on our League of Ireland podcast. So, Mark, thanks for having a chat. How are you? Thanks, Jamie. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Looking forward to an exciting third-level season. Yeah, just you might expand on my introduction there just about the League of Ireland involvement in third-level football. Yeah, so over the last number of years, we've seen an increased number of players, uh, both from the SSE or Tristy League and also the Hotels Women's National League, uh, playing in third-level football, which is great. So uh, players starting to think a, li- a lot more about their future and their long-term prospects as well, which is great. And last year, we had over 100 players from the Men's League and 50 players from the Women's League uh, who are currently studying in third level and also playing in the National League. So it's a, it's a huge involvement. How important is that? And the kind of mindset of young people and parents is changing and they're starting to realise more that education is very, very important. And if you can combine that with top-level sport in college, which then leaks into the leagues, it's a plus win for everybody, really. Yeah, I think that, as you said, the mindset is starting to change. I think people are seeing that a lot more now that the importance of having a future and having something to fall back on after football. As we know, football is a very short-lived career. We all have aims of becoming professional footballers and having a career in it, but the reality is that there's a very small few that can make a living from the game. So uh, combining it with education gives people much more of a stable future. And also, whilst you're playing football, it's a, it's a great outlet to have to make sure that you're studying, keep the mind active, keep the brain active. And a lot more players are, are getting scholarships now. The colleges are very good on that side. They look after them in college as well. Um, they're making sure that they, they really do mix between the National League structure and the college uh, stress times at exams and everything else. So so they're being very well looked after and thankfully we're seeing an increased numbers of club from the National League as well now starting to see the benefit and joining up with some of the colleges and universities and, and having links there which is great. And for people watching and listening who maybe wouldn't be overly aware of, of like the standard of the football like the video you guys showed earlier on which I'm sure people can find on the third level football uh, social media channels of kind of games being recorded you know a lot of the coaches will be very highly qualified you know and the teams are, are run to a standard lots of the players will be on scholarship where their fees are being paid and stuff and it really is an extension of the League of Ireland in, in, in lots of ways that you know a majority of the colleges at the top level are, are run very very well yeah, as you said, the, the coaching is one thing that's really improved in the last number of years. That we've a number of pro licensed coaches involved in the league. Um, at the launch, you would have seen the likes of, of Martin Russell, uh, Mick Cook, um, Pat Scully, uh, Greg Yelverton, who's coaching our colleges and universities international team. All pro licensed coaches involved with the various teams, and uh, you know yourself from from coaching in the league. And congratulations on your promotion, Jamie. Thank you. So in the Premier Division this year with TU Dublin, uh, Blanchestown. So you're going to see a, a huge increase in the standard this year, and and the, the coaches that are involved at that level very highly qualified um, and obviously giving good information to the players and also looking after them in terms of mixing that commitments between their, their club commitments and their college commitments as well yeah I should mention as well the third level football sponsored by Rustlers and they've been great and you know Mark stressed this morning the importance of having a good sponsor to try and, and bring college football to the next level because you've had this job is this your third year it's our fourth year okay. now yeah, in this role, so it's, uh, uh, before me, we were 12 years now running with the CUFL, so, so Jared Dunn was doing a job previously to me, who's now the analyst with our senior international team, and they've set down the platform over the last 12 years, and thankfully we've been able to continue it over the last four years, and in the, this is the third year now of the Rustler sponsorship, so that's been a huge boost because we've always tried to promote third-level football, as we mentioned in the launch as well. It's an all-island competition, which gives it a uniqueness in the country in, in football as well, which is great, so the like 
likes of Queen's University in Belfast and Ulster University involved. Um, so it's progressing all the time and with the addition of Rustlers as a sponsor and with the extra social media coverage we're getting, the live streaming of the games, it's starting to put it out to a whole different audience as well and uh, increasing the profile all the time. And you mentioned there Greg Yelverton and, you know, we discussed on the podcast this summer, the World University Games or the World Student Games, I always get the name mixed up, where effectively, you know, all the universities around the world go and play in the Olympics for, for colleges and Ireland had, a, you know, I think five uh, different teams, including the men's and, and women's football and uh, both did so well, the ladies under Dave Connell and the men under Greg Yelverton and they get to go like the opening ceremonies, if you haven't seen them, it's like the Olympic opening ceremony, it's amazing and that's something, if people are playing at the top level of, of football and lots of League of Ireland people were in those squads, they get to go and, and play for their country at, at the best university level possible in the world. Yeah, we, we're a little bit unfortunate with the World University Games in, in a mix with the National League season uh, falls into that busy period during the summer. So um, a lot of the times it can be a struggle to, to try to get some of the players uh, released from their National League commitments, which is which is understandable. But the players who do get the opportunity to go, and particularly some of the younger players uh, coming out of the 19s National League, some of these players have played international football before, which is great. They've had a taste of it. But a lot of the other players may have been on the fringes before, uh, possibly in being in home-based squads. And it's not until you really experience the games you mentioned the likes of the, the opening ceremony itself being a, a huge event uh, and very similar to the Olympics the way the, the competition is run and it's the third uh, biggest multi-sport event in the world as well so it's a brilliant opportunity for the players a fantastic experience and those who were there in Naples in the summer in Taipei two years ago or at any of the previous games will tell you how much they enjoyed it and I think how much it helped their football development as well because you're not only playing against top players but you're playing against different styles different cultures a lot of the time even the people who've played international football would have only played against European teams uh, this year the men's and women's teams would have played against the likes of China Brazil Uruguay Mexico so it gives them a whole different experience as well that they wouldn't necessarily have got before So finally all in all being a footballer in third level football is a good place to be for a young person yeah, I think so. I think uh, you know there's a lot more that we can still keep doing to improve them links between our national league clubs and the universities. I mean, my own personal opinion would be that I'd love to see all our national league clubs having uh, a structured link with a third level institution so that they can provide a pathway for their players from the 17s league, 19s league uh, into further education and then from there hopefully look after them as, as they're developing into first team players. Um, so not only are the players going to leave the National League structure as better players, uh, but they're also going to leave better educated with a, a better option for the future. Um, you know, sometimes it might be injuries, it might be just loss of form, but players are dropping out and at least we can, we can set that pathway down to say we know where they're going when, when football is finished, whenever that day comes. And lastly, Mark is also involved with the Irish 19s who are in Armenia and the Euro Championships and the likes of Andy Lyons and Brian Maher and Brandon Cavan and others from the League of Ireland. And uh, Mark's Instagram was uh, very interesting. Bringing the players out for these runs in the heat, the ones who didn't play around recovery days. I remember one day you went to, to see an orphanage and amazing photos, but uh, you kept the boys on their toes, uh, the ones who weren't playing, uh, running around the, the hills of Armenia. We did. We had a great experience in Armenia. Yeah, it was a fantastic uh, campaign and Tom Moen done a, an unbelievable job, I think, with the team over the last number of years. But uh, it's a super experience for them to get to the semi-finals of the European Championships and um, whilst we were there as you mentioned we, we did try uh, get involved with the local culture you know we felt it was important to mix in Armenia wouldn't necessarily um, be a country with a lot of money so there is a lot of poverty around certain areas so we did bring uh, the players out to visit the, the orphanage and we all found that very powerful and motivating experience for us all both staff and players to see that side of it and remember how lucky we are to be uh, involved in football and 
yeah, in relation to the the runs we were, we were out running in, in the heat different days as well, which was which was great. Some of the players just getting a, a bit of a blowout who maybe didn't play the day before and uh, mixing it around with different types of recovery sessions in swimming pools and stuff as well. And um, obviously plenty of work on the pitch, but it was it was testing conditions, but one that our medical team had everybody very well prepared for, and they'd done a, an unbelievable job. I think people who would have seen it throughout the campaign see we, we managed to get through the tournaments without any injuries everybody was available for us barring the suspension so it's a credit to the medical team to, to have everybody ready for the, them conditions Great stuff Max Cannon thanks a million for your time best luck for new season Thanks Jamie That was an Off The Ball Podcast Network presentation 